0: Welcome to Shofar Cape Town South Sermon Podcast. We trust that today's message will edify and strengthen your faith. Amen. So let's just pray for those words. Thank you, God, that we can just receive it, and thank you that that it will accomplish what it what you set it out to achieve. Thank you for a new season. And thank you. Yeah, I just pray that you also bless this sermon, and don't just be my words, but it's 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 your words. Name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, everyone. Um, It's a massive blessing to be here. I'm not a a pastor, Um, although I'm surrounded by ministers and pastors in my family. so I try and see if I can do it better than them. So you be the judge. My dad's also there. He's the, he's the, gray, the gray guy. And my mom as well. She, she's not as gray. She looks, I think, a bit younger than him. So um, today we're going to talk about um, where's my people. So I, I got given... This, this is my topic. Liana, Serena's wife. She's a super organizer, so she tells you, you will, you will preach on this. But it's amazing, but she's also prophetic, so it's amazing when she tells you to do it, and then God just comes and speaks to you about those things. And it's something that's obviously, that she saw in me, and it, it, um, something that's very close to my heart, so it's not like I'm, I'm just forced to stand here and, 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 and give you a sermon. Um, but I think it's a, it's, a, it's a question and I don't think we ask often enough. It's where's my people? Where's my community? Um, especially in the, in the Western world, we're so focused on, on career and in, we're individual, very individualistic. And we've, we've got this goal for our lives and almost end there and we just go there. And sometimes we get to ask this question, and I think it's actually a very important question, is where's my people? Um, so I want to talk about that, and I, and I actually think we should make it a priority in our decision-making about our lives, to ask, to ask ourselves, whenever we make a decision, is this where my people is? Oh. So... I'm going to start off with two stories. I'm setting up the sermon, so just bear with me if you don't understand how this fits in with where's my people. So, we, f- my wife's cousin, got married in Canada, so we went to Canada, and she got married. <laughs> her cousin <coughs> got married to a police officer. He's in the VPD, you know, like the NYPD, New York Police Department. They're in the Vancouver Police Department. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. He's got all the gear. He's got a taser, he's got a like a like a beanbag gun, he's got a bulletproof vest, he can bench press 205 kilograms. He he's a his shirt doesn't fit over his bicep. So so we, so we my brother in law was also with us, who's also from South Africa, we we decided no no we wanna we came to Canada, we want to experience new, we have new experiences and we heard that, that Adam, his name is Adam, he works in sort of the, it's like the most, it's probably the most dangerous place in Vancouver. Um, they call it the Skids or East Hastings. So the government, I don't know how they thought it's a cool idea, but the government of Canada decided, okay, they're going to make a district where drug use is legal. So, you can use drugs, but obviously any other crime is illegal. So, um, that is Adam's district, that is where he works. So, we decide okay, let's, we want to go, we want to see how this place looks. So, we decide we're going to one morning, we, we jumped in Adam's Bucky. Also, they in Canada, they have these huge trucks, they don't call it Buckies, they call it trucks, because it's literally a tr- truck. And he says he's got a small truck, and it's like a 5.6 diesel engine in there. <laughs> So, like a Toyota Hilux, it's it's a a dinky toy comparing to it. (laughs) And um, so I've got some photos of our day. spent about like four hours there. So, um, that's how it looks. It almost looks like the movies, the Bronx, New York. Um, There, Time Flies, Chasing Dragons. I think Chasing Dragons are either Tako or Heroin. Um, There... And um, Fia's cousin um Bernard is walking with us um and i'm there, I'm just showing you that I actually did it so I'm not lying in church and Adam's there just ne- left to the left of me and then there's the other police police cop to the right um, so we had four police officer officers helping us through through that and it's it's a crazy place i don't know if it's it's crazy and sad at the same time you just see needles lying around um Lots of people obviously tripping, and it, uh, it's just a crazy place. And, and then we also, so that guy, we, we searched, searched him. So I was also part of it. We, we, the story was out that we were from the South African Police Department. <laughs> so we were, we were main people there. So we, except we didn't look like that. We, didn't, we weren't dressed like that. I was in shorts. So we searched that guy, and he had just normal drugs on him, so it's fine. So we just left him go. That's how it works. Um, so during the like late morning, there was a we saw a little bit of commotion. higher up in the street, and the next moment, Adam just starts running, and uh, Cheech, the guy there on the right, is Adam's body. Well, the other guy on the left, his name is Deepak. Do you think that's a cool name for a police officer? So. So Cheech just says, no, there's a guy. They caught the guy up in the street. And we just see four police cars, VPD, black police cars, pulling in, um, like in the movies. Uh, I don't know if they had silence, but at least they had lights. And uh, we arrive there. There's a guy lying in the street. And they tell us now they found all these drugs on him. And he's, it's just, not just no, normal drugs that you will use. He's obviously a, a seller of it. And they also saw him running and he threw a gun out. So this is obviously the girl kind of guy they're after. And it was so cool. The out of the scores was climbed these big guys. The one guy's even bigger than Adam, longer than Adam. Adam is hair is gelled. He's got a German cut. And he's got obviously the cool police gear. And the, even the ladies that come out, they they look cool, they've got makeup on. They it just looks like the movies. And 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 for that And I was, during this experience, I just, I felt like, yes, I want to be part of the VPD. (laughs) Engineering is boring. Look, I do, I work, I work in water and wastewater. This is nice. This is, I want to be part of VPD. And, And it was, there was something about them. There was, there was something about them. It just, it was so attractive. Um. And so at the wedding, obviously there was a lot of police officers at the wedding. I felt very safe at the wedding. <laughs> um, sure, there was nothing going to happen at the wedding. No drugs was allowed, obviously. Um, and they had a, you know, sometimes at the wedding they have a video where where you can say something good about the, the bride and the bridegroom. And then his, his, um, his police buddies also pulled in and they said, okay, they, they want to say something about... But Adam says, "They said, Adam, we're not—we're not your family, but we are your brothers. We have your back. We know when you're in the skids, we'll have your back." And that, thats when I realized that's something that I actually—that's what I saw—is the brotherhood. And I think, um, I think, it's—it's it's in every one of us. There's a there's a there's a there's a longing inside of you for that that brotherhood. Um, so just on a, on a lighter note, my first experience of a brotherhood started in a town that's Rosenville. It's about uh, probably like a kilometer in length. So we lived in the other side of the town and we walked to, and the school was on the other side of the town. So like the opposite side of the town and we walked to school every morning. So that's how big the school, uh, the, the, the town was. Um and Ati, then the left at the bottom, and Kenny at the top, it's me obviously, and my twin brother, always looking down, and Annie. We were the Box on Bender. <laughs> Box on Bender was ma- just for the people that doesn't understand Afrikaans culture, but it was massive in Afrikaans culture. There was a there was a TV series, The Box on Bender. So we were, it's people, it's, it's, it was children that had, ga- had this gang and they were all the, the crooks in the town. They were going after the crooks in the town. And so we, will, we will decided now. we're going to be the box on I think someone, one of our parents said, hey, are you the box and box I said, yeah, that sounds like a cool name. Um, so we were big in Rosemont, which is a small town. <laughs> but, we, but we were even bigger in our aids. And um, what, what, what was great for us was one day we were playing, like, we were mostly like playing just in, the, in a church parking area. That was our turf. And then <laughs> the one, nobody was allowed there. And then one, one uncle, like an older guy, came to us. He says, hey, who are you? Are you the box on Bender? And we said, yes, they know it. We are the box on Bender. <laughs> But it was just also I I realized that looking back that it was a, it was a kind of belonging. We, I always knew any, Ati, Amo; they were my friends. Um, and since then, obviously, I've had lots of similar experiences where you're part of a group and you and you and you belong. And it's I think it's a fundamental um, human thing. And in, and it even says in Genesis two verse eight, the Lord says, "It's not when he, talk, he made Adam and he says." It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Um, so I wouldn't say that's just applicable to to Adam. It's it's applicable to everyone. Yeah. It's not good for you to be alone. Um, and, but sometimes I think we we don't understand that part of ourselves that it's not good. Even if you're introvert, it's not good for you to be alone. Although obviously you must have your cave every now and, cave session every now and then. And <laughs> And, and go there and and be alone. That's important. A quiet time and that kind of thing is important. But it's not good for you to be alone for too long. Um, I don't know if you've watched Into the Wild. Who's, who's watched Into the Wild? But basically it's a story about this American hiker. And he's on this sort of spiritual, I don't know, spiritual journey. He goes to Alaska just decides he's going to live on his own. And he walks this trail and eventually... He dies of hunger, but they found his journal afterwards. And just a few days before he, he dies, he writes in his journal. Or he reads a thing in his journal and he writes it down again. He says, "Happiness is only happiness when shared." So sometimes we like that, and we we want to say, "No, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm just going to. I can do it." It sounds romantic, but then you but then you then you realize it's only really happy. You're only really happy when you. When you have people, so so that that was how I set up the sermon. So it's it, it, we are we are made to belong somewhere, but the question, obviously, for us as Christians, is where's my where are those people? Where's my VPD? Where's my box on bender? Where are they? Um, it's always good when you're a Christian to to hear what Jesus wants to say about it. Do you agree with that? So. Um, Matthew 12:46 to 50. It says, it is a, this, "I always found this a very interesting, it's almost um, confu- not confusing, um, offensive scripture." Um, so while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, "Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you." Luckily, my mother and father these sitting in the church yeah. they're not outside <laughs> he replied to him who's my mother who are my brothers Look, Jesus is he's, he's incredible he just takes like a normal situation and he turns it into this massive massive theological truth teaching session um and it says uh we're pointing to his disciples said, here are my brothers and my mother for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. I also like it how he, it he, he was just his brothers and then he adds his sister as well. So he's, 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 uh, he's conscience, conscious of the gender equality thing as well. <laughs> um. So that, that's, that's it. It's, it's your brotherhood, your VPD, your box and bender is, the people that know the will, will of our Father. And um, I don't know if you would agree with me, but the people around you, I would say are, they are very keen to do the will of God. So um, tap someone next to you and tell, tell him, uh, I've got your back. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's basically, if you can sum up, uh, if you've got a, like a definition of the, of the, um, of the church, you can just say it's, it's people, it's wanting to do the will of God. It's the brotherhood, it's the sisterhood, it's the sisterhood of God. And it's, and it's amazing, and and the thing is, it's not what makes it way better than any human institution or VPD or books on Bena is that God is one of the brothers. Jesus is one of the brothers. Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit is here. That's um, what makes it amazing. And um, in Matthew eight nineteen, or M- Matthew 18, sorry, um, God talks about the church and he says, I must deal with sinners. And then, the, and then at the end, he says, But remember, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am, there am I with them. He doesn't say where well, one person is there on his own, walking the Alaskan trail, there am I. No, he says where well, two or more are gathered. So there's something special. There's, there's a special thing that happens when we get together with fellow Christians, with people that want to do the will of God. So again, God is saying he wants us to be together. He doesn't want us just to live on, a, live on our own. Um and the Holy Spirit is here a, in a special way. Just last week I experienced it with um, in kids' church. So I'm actually doing a, a series of sermons. I've, last week it was in kids' church. We <laughs> did on the Holy Spirit, and this week we talk about the brotherhood, sister community. So it's, um, we had a Holy Spirit shower in a kids' church. It was amazing. So all this, the shower looks, it's a hula hoop with ribbons hanging down from it, and it's sparkly, and it's pink, and its it looks cool. The three-year-old, they love it. So each group had a, had a hula hoop, a Holy Spirit glorious shower. I can't remember what is the correct name. And then the kids will go in there, and will pray that they'll experience the Holy Spirit. So I had the Doves, which is the three-year-old. Their te- attention span is about two minutes. <laughs> then you must do another activity, so it's very... It's, it's a very difficult group, but some of them really experienced the Holy Spirit. But what's, what was even better for me is that I experienced the Holy Spirit. I could feel when I was praying for them, and we also, obviously the adults, we also wanted to experience so we, I went into the Holy Spirit. I could feel the presence of the Lord. So even where two or three, three-year-olds gather together, the Holy Spirit is there. And that's why, it, like, yeah, God is God is part of us. He's He's part of this brotherhood. He's He's, he's got our back, um, and and it, it's way. It's I think we haven't even seen the glory of that. We haven't even seen the glory of of a, a brotherhood where where God is really, really the brother that looks out for us. Um, I just want to brag about our church. So I. Um, googled our church for something or googled the name of our church and then uh, this google thing came up and then you know you can review stuff so the, uh, there was a google review on our church and i said like, okay i'll read this i want to know what the people say. And there was one guy i didn't know other people uh, lots of people in church obviously commented on it and he says it's actually the first review that pops up he says i love this community of people i felt god's tangible presence for myself for the first time in one of the gatherings these people are serious about God. They also really feel welcome each time. Yeah, it's amazing. It sounds like a brotherhood. It sounds like a sisterhood. Um, and I think that is, we're not there yet, but it's, it's, it's a journey that God has, has been doing or like establishing in our in our church. And and it's been coming from, I've been part of the church from the beginning. Like, I don't know when that was, 2000, then, when was that? Almost 10 years ago, yeah. So, and so I just want to share one story. It's a heavy story, but I think it's really, it's really, a, it was a time when God really established this thing you know, in our, um, our church. So it's a heavy one, so <laughs> I might cry. Okay, so uh one one evening we just we got a message that Unai and Duncan was pregnant nine months. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, did, I did practice it and I didn't at first time I cried, the second time I didn't cry. But anyway, so so we got a message that um that their son's so heart stopped beating. So the whole so and obviously we connected with WhatsApp and the old ch- church was just we we were broken, it was heavy, um, and we called the meeting and we prayed for him. Really trusted God that he, that you that you won't that that is not that that he's going to be resurrected. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was God if I must share it, and I knew I was going to cry. So it's, I felt that he said, yes, yeah, so I'll just do it." And then, um, and we prayed, and yeah, I man, it was it was this heavy because you know you know them personally, and 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 you, and you know you you can't imagine what they go through. Um, and then, and then there was then obviously after a while, the baby must. Be delivered, and, and I went into the hospital, and the baby was delivered. And we felt that when we still pray because we believe that God can resurrect. We must believe it, it's, it's what's in the Bible. Um, so I, I walked into the so before, so the baby was delivered, I think, one evening, one morning early, and I walked into the, the hospital room where the baby was lying. It was amazing because there was about at least ten people of our church praying for the baby to get resurrected. That for me was brotherhood. It's people that look so that, that that want to do the will of God, and we and we don't know why. But the baby is not alive today, obviously. Um, but I do know that God established something in our church that day. That, that was amazing, and I and I do know because of his testimony, a lot of people have been saved by a worse death that he had, because I believe he's in heaven, and so for me that is probably the the point in our church where God changed community around. Where it's, we established a thing, and today even we've got a we've got a, call a church called JDR, which is, stands for his name, Joshua David Revival. So his name was Joshua David. So we've we've got a, our NGO, we've got an NGO board in a church that's Joshua David. So his his legacy still remains. So yeah, you know it's part of our. It's a story, and and God is, is continually doing it, and I, every. I'm I'm just amazed how he how he brings people together and how he opens people's hearts and establishes things. So now the story I want to tell is our small group. So via. Fion and I—we were, you know, we were in a family small group, but yeah, the families—we were, were struggling because with kids going away on Wednesdays, it's every second week we had small group, and I don't know, we were just we were just struggling. So we said, okay, let's let's disband in the family small group, and let's um, go to other others. We break up, and then we'll go to other small groups, and we can at least I don't know. We thought it will it might be better, and we'll be able to attend more. So. Michelle and Tina's came to to us one day to find me in. and they asked us, um, "Do you want to be part of our small groups?" Yeah, okay, we can uh, maybe maybe we'll tend once a month. So because we we are parents and we've got three kids or I can't remember if we had three kids then. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of the year <laughs> and. Um, so we're busy. We don't think we'll do more than a month or maybe every second week. But God really, it was amazing. So we call them our millennial friends. We have lots of jokes <laughs> about millennials. So we're like, at least 10 years older than all, most of our small group members. And it's amazing how God has established that community, that like brotherhood, sisterhood whatever you want to call it, in our, in our church. And we've got, a, in our small group, we've got an amazing small group. I've never been in such a high achiever small group. I feel like, I feel really uh, insecure in that small group. But I just want to, <laughs> really want to, sh- like Marianne, she just went off to do a PhD in Germany. Just one person in our small group. Lady has got her own song on iTunes. We, we see, she's, a gra- she's studying graphic design and she always says no, but she's struggling. And then, and then she wins a, a Luria Advertising Award. Uh, Mardu and Stefan, um, they like super programming dudes. They do work for Apple and Amazon. So if, I don't know if that's like pretty hard to me. Uh, Barbara um, just got... In for some specializing in some very cool internal medicine sorting out the world's cholesterol problem i don't know <laughs> when they talk it just it just goes above my head um we've got corbus is the um his cousin is also his cousin is a, he's a he's a he's studying animation so he'll post in our small group he'll post these cool anim, the cool animations he's doing um and the, I think the character's name is Vilcher Vessels. No, huh? So watch out for Vilcher Vessels, that will be coming from our s- small group soon. And then obviously we've got Tinez and Michelle, they, you all know them, they're also overachievers. But what I really appreciate about them is they've got this thing I call the, the organizing anointing. So it's it's cooler if you have one person in, in a small group like that because you know then things are going to happen. We're going to have camps and we're going to have weekends away and we're going to have hikes and we're going to have dinners and it. But now we've got two, so we've got spreadsheets that <laughs> tell us what we must do, when someone must bring food, and where we're going to be. And um, so yeah, it's just a, it's just an amazing, amazing small group. And um, Fia also runs with. Michelle and Visi and they know how almost almost every day it feels like it Michelle ate my pizza on Friday <laughs> we normally eat we normally order two pizzas and I get one and a half and the rest of it my family gets the other half and now Michelle came so I was a bit worried that I'm not going to get my pizza but anyway but it's just sharing life together Um and it's I think that's and God is in it, and I can really feel God is like we should actually said at the beginning of the year, God told and uh, He's going to show us something about community, and I think that's what God has showed uh, in, uh, in our small group. Um, and it also obviously what, what we didn't realize is if you go with kids to a small group with, where there's millennials, yeah. you've got babysitters, you've got people carrying the babies to the car. It's amazing, it's amazing. It's very easy, actually. So now we—I didn't—I don't know if I said it, but every week we go there. It's a, its almost like date night. Just we. You... <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna—I'm gonna finish off with three things that I've learned. Um, I thought about Fight Club when I was thinking about. If you watched Fight Club. It's a very secular movie, but I always remember the three rules of Fight Club. Do you remember it? Never talk about fight club. First rule, second rule is don't talk about fight club. Third rule is don't forget the first two. Okay, so I thought about that when I thought, brotherhood, sisterhood, three rules. so. This is not the complete list. This is just what I've learned that's important when you want to establish community, when you establish this and, and God uses it. Obviously, the first thing is to do God's will. And the the first one is invite people into your life. Um, that's very important. Just share your life with them. Invite people into your home. Invite people to where you live. Invite people into the hobbies you do. Invite people into to who you are. Just invite, invite people into your life. I once asked Sias so Leroux, Ruiz, a student pastor in Salomon. He's probably the guy I know that disciples students the best. I've I've received CVs and then on the CV it will say now who's your hero? I don't know. On the CV it says that. and it says le si yeah. <laughs> So I ask him what is the what is the thing? How do you do? He says the most important thing is you must be unselfish. You must be unselfish to share your life because it's uncomfortable to share life with other people. Because now you've you've got a certain thing. Of, this is how you do this is how you do stuff. But now you must invite other people, so it's it's sometimes uncomfortable. But that's, that's the first step. The second one is vulnerable. I actually want to call it the Reno rule. So Reno was a guy in our church, and he was, he was big on being vulnerable in front of the other brothers. <laughs> so he's, he would, uh, if we had a small group of Reno, we know he's going to share everything. He's going to lay down. Um, but it, it, was, it was such an amazing blessing. That, and he always said, no, we must be more real. We must be more real. We must share everything. Um, so I want to carry on that legacy, and I would say just practice the Reno rule. Mm. Be vulnerable in front of people, because when you're vulnerable, then it, it's actually amazing. But at the end, you look strong. God makes you strong, and and people appreciate your realness and your authenticity. And it may, and it means um, inviting people to dinner, even if you don't have, if you don't cook the perfect gourmet food. It's it's in, is um, letting people see you without makeup on it's, it's, it's all those all those small things. just be vulnerable just share your your mistakes just share your your sin or just share your um, that you didn't do quite time the past month or whatever. Um, just share it and the third one is um, brag I, in our, in our um, team at work. We just, we did, like two years ago, we had a team meeting on the side. We watched a YouTube clip, and the guy was talking about democratizing democratizing praise. She said, No, so we decided we we're just going to praise people. If we see something good in someone, we're just going to praise them. And my, my boss calls it your superpower. I said, Kenny, your superpower is this. Mark your superpowers, and and, and we just started doing it. Now it's almost a culture in our in our team. The other day we had other people from Pretoria down, and and it just happened naturally. We we just shared, okay, we've got all these people in our team, and these these are the superpowers. So brag about the people in your in your small group, like just uh, I bragged, just a good example. I bragged about our small group, but so so clever and overachiever, and it's really important. It, it just—I think—it creates uh, safety, and it, it takes away that fear of people. Is not going to accept you if you—if you—if they know you enjoy them and you appreciate them. It's—and it's, and it's something I experience in this church. I can stand here. I can talk about how we bust the druggies in in Vancouver, and I know you're going to appreciate it. Other people might not appreciate it. And, and and I know you, you're going to listen to me when I stand here. You're going to laugh at my flow jokes. <laughs> um, but it's something I appreciate. And it it, it, it it just takes away the fear. And it makes, it makes, um, it allows me to be completely myself. And I think that's what we want in church. We want people to come and be themselves completely. Because God has made everyone unique. And there's a bride and there's a, and, and everyone must fulfill a certain role in this bride. You, you've got a part to play, and we must have that full part. We can't just have half a part. So you can't have a bride with that looks like a pirate. It doesn't have an eye. So it's important to brag about your people. Brag about the people around you. Okay. So at the end, I think the more... Imp- like we, the, it's a very obviously a very important question. Where's my people? But I think the other, the response to that should be from us as a church is, I am your people. I practice these things. I'm your people. So people come in here, where they'll ask, where's, where's my people? And just say, I am your people. Come, to, come have pizza with me on Friday. I'll remember to add an extra one to the order. <laughs> okay, cool. Can everyone stand? I just want to. Pray for us so what are we what I th- felt like doing is um we're not gonna have normal ministry, but I want everyone that just feels like they want a hug <laughs> to come forward, just a, a brother would brotherhood hug, a sister would hug so um the the ministry team, the people that's that's supposed to pray for the people, if you can just come forward and You just hug. Hug the people. (laughs) Um, And and it's also something we do in in Keats Church. So you must really go to Keats Church, even if you just go and experience what they're doing there. So we had King Judah, and King Judah gave all the children a hug. So we're just doing the same thing. We We could have gotten King Judah, maybe. Maybe next time. And, and and the thing is that people are, like they all experience the Holy Spirit. Through it. Okay, so who's the who's the minister? Where's the ministry team? Oh, can I just call out a few people? Okay, Megan Donovan. Do you want music? Well, yeah. Well, music will be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got we've got. Okay, yeah, all the all the people, like eight okay okay, yeah, no millennials in front, no no, no millennials okay, so if you if you now i'm joking man um if you if you just want to out just you can come to anyone, you can choose we we won't uh we won't